welcome to Real Talk episode 81. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hello. As you can tell, AJ's hair's still not cut. Please help us. Yeah, it's Please. getting out of hand. I was looking at videos, not videos, pictures of myself from like seven years ago, and I'm getting to that at the stage where it's that long again, and it's, yeah. really, it's really awkward. It's like a man-child. He's going to try to start trying to be a scene kid. We don't want that. Scene kid, AJ. Anyway, <laughs> Real Talk, you know what it is. We talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between, and invite you in on that process. So if you're listening via podcast good to hear you but we don't but you hear us and if you're on facebook hi again um there's a link up above you guys know the deal www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk mm -hmm. if you're on the podcast it still is above actually. it's in the description somewhere yeah go check that out and click it and you can ask anonymous questions topics etc we need you we need topics what do you want to hear us chop it up about hey we like to chop <sighs> anyway yeah, so that's that. We're going to dive right in today. 81 episodes in. That's we right. say this every few weeks because it truly blows our mind that we're still doing this. I know, right? 80, imagine yeah, episode 100 if we, we'll see, if man. we get there. We've been looking at some mock-ups of the new studio. It's pretty cool, and man. And by new, we mean the new space that we're going to make look cooler. Yeah, it's right. Because <laughs> we had to uh, change some of our initial plans. Yeah, you're right. Turns Which, out new things cost money. New things cost money indeed. <laughs> so... We'll dive right in. Typically, we kind of catch you guys up on how our lives are doing, and maybe it help you process what you're going through. So we'll go ahead and do that today. We do have some good questions. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, man, how's your week been? So, I was waiting for you to go, what's, what's the Lord teaching you on your walk with Him? Well, sounds like He already asked you. Yeah, he did. Um, I've been... I feel like I'm kind of faced with a mountain right now. We were kind of briefly discussing it before we came on. I feel like I've been dealing with this just kind of sadness, this this looming sadness, and I'm I'm sure I've probably talked about this sadness that's probably throughout this entire show, like since episode one. I've probably mentioned it here and there, and it's not really fully went away. And I think, you know, the reason why I say it's a mountain is because it's still here, right? Like it's never. It's never really went away, like I said. So, trying to figure out, you mentioned something that was really cool. You said, you know, to stop editing yourself. Stop uh, stop getting caught in that loop of, you know, thinking, like, what is important, what is not important to say, and just say it, right? Um, so, I'm just kind of pondering on that. And so, for me, just trying to figure out why I feel so sad lately. You know, I know it's kind of something I've struggled with for a long time. And the thing that I can chalk up to it is I've always had moments in life where I, I kind of remember things, but I kind of don't. Uh, it's like a, I think I've explained it to you before, it's almost like a blur. You know, it's like it's those memories that, that you suppressed, whether that's from childhood or that's just something like really terrible that happened. You know, you tend to, you can suppress those things and they become blurry. And it's like you actually don't, almost don't remember it. And I think that's kind of where I'm at sometimes with my life. And, you know, not to say that I've had, you know, anything super terrible happen to me, but, you know, that's just kind of how I dealt with things, even as a kid, you know. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, is trying to figure out, like, what, what are those things that, you know, I refuse to process, those things I refuse to go back to so I can heal from them. You know, I, I would rather just shove them aside and not deal with it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, other than that, man, we're still in a very exciting time. You know, you kind of briefly mentioned, you know, having to re rethink some things, but as far as church. So 
it's still exciting, man. You know, it's super cool to be here. I think, um, despite anything that may seem, you know, offsetting, you know, God's still moving here. And that's something that I always have to try to keep my, my mind on, especially in my own life. So other than that, man, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I think I mentioned something the other day. What was it? I kind of had to go with the whole sadness thing. Dang it. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. It, <laughs> it was just on my mind and I mentioned something else. But um, I guess to keep it brief, yeah, it's just kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, we, we did talk about... One of the challenges of real talks in this filming is that we have real talk at random times, like before we film. Yeah. We probably just have it fine tuned clean, just start pushing play. But, um, actually, I think we have that on. I think it was, yeah. But regardless, I think that, yeah, man, what, what I mean by self editing, and we do this sometimes, so a lot of times when we're processing things, say we're struggling, we're sad, we're down, um, part of the processing process is having to dig through the initial, the top level, right? The top layer. So the top layer might be, I am sad. Yes. And starting to get to the, to the root of that. Because the only time, you, the only way you can really deal with it is getting to the root of it. What I've noticed is that a lot of times we self-edit. And that's kind of what I was talking to you about yeah. before we came on and what you sort of briefly described is someone might say, well, what are you sad about? Well, because it isn't on the top level, and you decide, we, you being you, me, me, we decide, well, they don't want to hear that, or they don't want to hear this, or this is stupid, I shouldn't be sad about this, I, I should be past this, I'm too mature for this. So we, instead of telling them this maybe irrational, sad thought, we just self-edit, we, we say nothing. Because we'd rather say nothing than be honest about this feeling we're having. Mm. The problem is, is that the feeling's still there. We're going to feel things in life that are irrational. That doesn't make the feeling go away instead sometimes we need to process that by sharing that irrational feeling so that someone else i'm sorry the irrational thought or whatever is the root of it and then having someone else speak into that and if you don't you end up getting caught in this loop because you say someone says how you doing I, i'm not well why not i can't tell them that it's because i'm sad about people don't like me today because i'm an adult and that shouldn't matter so i'll just say nothing i don't know and then you, so then you're on your own trying to figure it out because you don't trust that the, the reason you're thinking is the real reason because mm -hmm. that's stupid, right? It can't be that I'm just sad because people don't like me. It's got to be something else. So then you just keep staying in this loop all the while ignoring what it really is. And then mm -hmm. beneath that, well, why do I care that, why do I feel like people don't like me? Maybe it's this, you know, whatever else it is. So people can't speak truth to you. People can't encourage you because you prevent that from happening. We, and by you, I mean we. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really, I like how you explain that. It's, it clicks in my head more. Like We self-edit all the time. Yes. It, I like the idea, like, I like that term self-edit because you're right. Like, I think I find myself, the more I reflect on my own, in my head, like, that's exactly what I do, you know? So I guess when I try to think of, like, why I'm sad, I think a lot of the time it comes from my, my self-worth, right? I don't see myself as a worthy person for anything that I do. Um, and I, and I guess I let the outcomes of things that I do to dictate that, you know, so then I feel, I think I told you this yesterday, like I feel inadequate, you know, I feel like I, I don't know, man, I'm just not, 
Yeah, but even this situation, <clears throat> you have all these things, but you're not willing to go. So, like, we don't have to necessarily do that here. But, right. for instance, you said, you know, I don't feel adequate. Okay, well, what would make you feel adequate? I don't know. Well, that's not true. There's something that would make you feel adequate. You're just deciding that it's stupid to sh share that, mm. so you're not sharing it. Which then, people can't speak into it. Or, sometimes you do end up going, there's literally nothing, Okay. Because who determines your worth? And that's the thing about our faith, man. And, and what's hard is, I don't feel adequate, okay? That's a real thing. Let's process that. Why don't you? Because the, you can't live out of that when the Bible tells us that your worthiness and your adequate uh, adequacy comes from God. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that in a Christianese way. We've got to be able to connect what the truth is, which is your worth and value comes from who you are in Him. That's right. But we need to connect that with the fact that you don't feel that right now. Well, we can't connect them if we don't know why. And it can't just be, I don't feel that way. Okay, well, a lot of times what I try to ask myself is, what would make you feel that way? If it happened right now, magical world, you had whatever it took to feel better, what would it be? A lot of times, this is where we self-edit. Because it might be, well, I want people to say nice things to me. But that feels immature and stupid, and mm. so we don't say it. Right? Does right. that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's your thing, but we self-edit a lot. And you got to quit doing that, man, because I think that's how the enemy gets us. It's just another way to isolate us. I was we about may to say not that. physically Isolation, be isolated, right. but we're, we're isolated in our mm -hmm. head. And that's yeah, that's so good, man, because I think that's kind of what's happened to me. You know, I think I've become kind of isolated in my head for a long time without even realizing it. That's the scary thing, man. Yes. That's that's the same for me. The worst, I always, I always say this, the worst place for me to be taught to be is in his head with himself mm. because the old me is a liar he's a traitor there's a traitor inside of us that mm. fleshly side that traitor doesn't trust god doesn't believe god you know that simple part and the traitor sometimes opens the door to the enemy outside right who's telling me lies so he's whispering in the castle hey, like open the door mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i do suck and i'm not going to do this because i'm not worthy and then you open the door and before you know it then your whole life is I'm not talking about possession. I'm just talking about moralize, right? The traitor doesn't, the traitor within does does not want to believe God's word hmm. or believe God or do those things. So he, he's a man, I don't trust myself sometimes. Me either. No, the Holy Spirit's in there, right? I'm going to do the right things, but I don't know. I think, by the way, you know, if we're going to be real, you and I talk a lot about being real. Yeah. And the church being what it's supposed to be. Well, these kinds of things are exactly what happens in the church. People don't intentionally do it. You just said, I don't even know how it happened. Well, it happens because we're not willing to continue to be radical. Hmm. You know, because things become normal. So, and I'm not picking on you, but for you guys like me and you who want to talk about this all the time, now we can have some sympathy for everybody that ends up playing church. Because you and I, you're starting to do it. Yeah. I'm starting to do it. You're not on the outside. You're doing the right things. You're just struggling, hmm. right? And clearly, I do the same thing all the time. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So in so, a way, we're playing church because we're not because we don't trust Him, right? We don't trust God because God says, "Hey, you know, for instance, confess your sins to each other, uh, pray for each other." Um, <clears throat> Proverbs talks a lot about, you know, the benefit of a good friend or sharing things or processing things, you know. 
Sometimes it's just confessing, I haven't prayed or been in the Word. I don't know. Do you really want to do the work to not be there? To not be in that place that you're at, right? And we're not talking about depression. Because sometimes depression is a chemical thing, man. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like That's a part of sin, too. It's no different than diabetes. Sometimes there's medical causes for it. But sometimes I think there isn't. And we run to the medical cause before we try everything else. Yeah, that's really good. I, th- I agree, because, I, th- I mean, you even look at, like, like mental health diagnosis, right? I think it's been, like, a it's just shot, like, crazy, crazy at the numbers. What's easier, going and being told, this pill will fix you, or digging through things and praying, and, and you know, and again, there are times that I don't ever want to shame someone's head dealing with true right. mental illness. It's a real thing. Absolutely. But I know of myself, there's times where, because I've had that, I've been in the place where, there was a chemical thing for a while, man. It was a struggle, you know. But there's been times that I just wallow in it because I don't want to do... Everything seems hopeless. Right. But I don't tell you that so that you can pray for me or talk, speak to me or encourage me. Or, yeah, we're often just, like you said, we're isolating ourselves in one way or another. Some, yeah. Somehow, some way. Yep. Trying to trying to fight it alone. It's <laughs> real, man. Anyways, how's your week been? Well, I appreciate you sharing that, first of all, because I think no, it's yeah. a lot of people, genuinely, I think that's all of our issues. You're kind of speaking for all of us many times. I wonder how many people, you know, we've talked about this over and over, the Shadowlands, you know, we just accept living there because, you know, or we live in the Shadowlands, so then we just accept darkness for a way, in a way, right? Depression or the sadness, whatever mm-hmm. you don't. So it's good to talk about that. Uh, how is my week going? I don't know, man. It's an interesting thing. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily sad right now. But I've been struck by, I, I always, I just told you about being real. I tell you guys things and then I wrestle with whether to do it on real talk. Yeah. Truly, I do. I and get I, it. Part of it is my position. It's the truth. People don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't know what to share. I'll try to make it general. Overall, there are times that the, the struggle I have is, because I'm human, people may not like me. Me, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, what I stand for, but they want my people. Right? They want the people that we've invested in. They, it's like they like the fruit of our labor, but don't like the orchard. I want your apples, but I hate the orchard. Does that make sense? Yeah. And sometimes that can be discouraging because sometimes I want to look at God and be like, Lord, like it feels like my enemies prosper and I don't. Is what it feels like. And I say feel because that isn't truth. And even if it was. You know, God says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, that sometimes things happen, and He's been so good to me. Then I got some encouragement from people today um, as I shared that about, like, hey, you got to see the good things that are happening. I think sometimes the temptation can be to go, not even sad, but like, dang it, is God still for me? Is Mm. God still for for me in this? Start to doubt a little bit. Yeah, because... It's hard, man, sometimes, you know, but I come back to what I believe, you know, and I'm so blessed. We're so blessed. God's doing so many crazy things. So you brought it up. One of the things that can be tough is like we've got this sports field mm-hmm. that we're building and it actually started. If you were to look at the back of our church right now, there's a giant, looks like a giant dirt BMX field right now. <laughs> yeah. Piles of dirt. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a softball field and a kind of a half soccer slash football field, purpose being 
one, it can be used by the community and the church softball league here in town. That's it's right. Like a shared field, um, open to people, and then also run sports leagues that are free or very low cost for people that can't afford that. Because we've talked to a lot of people that their kids can't be in sports because they can't afford it. Um, you know, just to be a, a beacon. So we're really excited and got Absolutely. open some crazy doors. We've been yes. talking about it for weeks. Uh, we also had a plan for this, an outdoor or a separate studio building, all these things. Well, you know, the, the financing was there. Well, with COVID and stuff, things change. And people, you know, our, on paper, you know, the, anyway, the financing changed a little bit. So we had to make some adjustments. Okay, so we're not doing the studio right now. We're not doing this. Now we have to kind of walk out in faith on finishing this field that's already started. Yeah. Because we had two options. We can just sit around and wait. Or we talked about for or we make things happen because we know that God, He set the table. Maybe now's the next step of faith. Will mm-hmm. we step when it doesn't seem as easy? So, like you said, a lot of cool, good things are happening. You can either look yes. at that that as a setback or look at it as an opportunity to strengthen our faith. But that's so good, you know? man. I didn't even think about it that way. Because <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe God's saying, "Okay, you say trust me." Well, do you trust me when it's not quite as easy? Right. When the, storm, the waves are high. But see, I was about to right. mention that the boat. Yeah. So, still a lot of exciting things, and I'm glad you said that at the beginning because that is a good reminder when you said, you know, a lot of cool things are happening here. Dude, dude, God's changing lives here. And we just talked about before we went on, for those that listen to the podcast that aren't part of this church and those that watch the Facebook video, we want to do a video, and we've talked about it for months, maybe mm-hmm. a year, and we're going to do it. It's on our list now. Sort of an impact video to show you lives that are being changed, right. things that are happening, and kind of our dreams of what we want to do in this community. and um, So I think that'll be good for us, too, to see, right? So we're bragging on God a little bit. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Absolutely, man. It'll be a blast. I'm super excited for it. You know, one thing I did want to ask you was uh, when you mentioned, like, feeling like, is God for me? Like, do you ever think, like, do you think in those moments, are you doubting God or do you think you're just more doubting yourself or like the way he sees you? Or? Yes, that's it. I don't, that's why, that's that's a great point. I want to explain that. Because mm-hmm. I believe God so much. Yeah. If if they, my, maybe my enemies or other people or whatever, not, it's not even just enemies. If people are getting blessed and I'm not blessed, right? I'm using air quotes if you're in the podcast. Whatever that is for me in that moment. Mm-hmm. They seem to be succeeding. And I feel like I'm constantly hated, but I'm still in this weird position, constantly hated, once again, air quotes, my own personal issues I'm dealing with. Um, I go, well, the issue can't be with God. It's me, mm. right? Because he's good. and So they mu- everybody must be doing it right except me. Mm. That can be the lie. What's, what, am I, what am I doing? I've failed. Because I think I've shared before on this. Sometimes I think my struggle can be I feel like the, step, the stepson, right, the cinder fella, in God's household, I'm allowed to be in it because of what Jesus did, but he doesn't really want me there. Right. I know that's a lie, but going back to what you, what we kind of talked about with you, that's that feeling's real. Yep. And you know this. I kind of shared this this weekend. Sometimes people think that this is a really hard thing for me to say. I do not see good in myself very often. So the confidence that I put out is confidence in God, and I just walk out. And I'm stubborn, which can be good, but I don't <laughs> see a lot of good in myself. So sometimes, too, people, you know, if people think I'm arrogant, for instance. Yeah. Anyone that knows me knows that's the farthest thing from the truth. So then it's like, I don't know. I'm defending things that I'm not. It just, 
and then I start to wonder what's wrong. It's you to answer your question simply. It's it's me. Mm-hmm. Right? I always think there's an issue with me. That's I relate to that because that's how I always feel too. It's like I never ever since I've truly discovered God and I've and I've met Jesus. Like I know that God is always there. Like I've never doubted God. It's always been myself. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been too. But when you do doubt yourself like that, we are still doubting Him. Yeah, because what He because sees we're us. putting we're saying that our value to Him is somehow based on us. Yeah, and that's which what's is crazy. Farthest from the truth. And the times that I've watched Him move the most in my life is when I've walked in the authority and position I have in Him and trust that He's my Father, and then He does crazy things. <laughs> right. It reminds me of when it's a big deal when you have those kids, you know, jump into daddy's arms from the table. When I jump, he catches me and does crazy things. When I stand there, I'm missing out on a lot because hmm. I'm afraid he won't catch That's me. That's right. And he's, he's, trying, what, he's, he's, he's trying to talk you into jumping. So, Yeah, I, I really feel like one of the main lessons I'm learning, and you and I talk a lot, and I, think, I do think it's a little applicable to you, but I can't say entirely, is to just start walking, quit worrying about what we feel. And walk it out and watch him do stuff. Because that's faith. We say it all the time. Faith is walking when you don't feel it. Faith is so often directly contrary to our feelings. Meaning it, it faith is doing the opposite of what we feel like doing mm-hmm. so many times. That's, and I think yep. that's intentional, man. I think that's the only time we learn. And this church and all these things that I've been able to be a part of and this ministry have happened if... if I would have never done any of it if I felt confident in it in myself. If that makes sense. Hmm. But every time I've done it, crazy things have happened, and that's kind of what I told you before we went on. Without getting, because people may not know the background of this, but I told you before we came on, we kind of talked about like we gotta we gotta work harder. Mm-hmm. We gotta do more because what I think happens is, at least for me and all about you, is I can start getting stuck in neutral because it's so funny you said this. I'm not consciously thinking it, but subtly I've stopped trusting. I'm like, I have all these things that I feel like he's kind of saying, you can do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm like, well, what if you don't? What if you don't come through, God? Yep. I'll just wait for it to happen. That's like Jesus telling Peter to walk out of the boat and Peter sits down and says, I'll just wait for you to move me from this boat. Right. Right? Instead of, and God's saying, I got a miracle here for you, right? Miracle, whatever. I go, but you got to take that step. That's faith. Because God's long-term goal for me and you is for us to grow in our trust and faith in Him. And in doing that, we become who we're meant to be. Hmm. Uh, Truth. Just thoughts I've had. So it's a, it's a good place to be for me today. Yeah. Which is probably rare for people to hear. Is just I'm inspired to keep walking. That's where I'm at today. And I'm excited about the things we talked about. I'm excited, which is funny too. My personality. When I'm in neutral, I'm miserable. When I put, when I hit that car in a go, man, go <laughs> to drive. I get excited because I'm not even worried about it. I just, I'm a dreamer, and I get excited because I've seen him do. We can either look at it like, oh my gosh, we got a dirt pile in the back. I don't know what we're gonna do. We can go, huh? God has literally started a field. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, hey, uh, this, this is happening. As an example, right? We always we always let the details. I feel like we always let the details of things get to the best of us. Like like we let the small things shape the big picture. You're right, man. You're right. Hmm. Well, 
Let's dive into some questions. Sure. <clears throat> so I have a question here, very personal question by the looks of it. Thank you for asking. The question is, people often accuse me of being aggressive because of the way that I used to be when a lot of these people first met me. It's true. I was aggressive, snappy, defensive, and self-protective. However, I've been changing over the long history of these people knowing me. I'm no longer like that. I'm much more calm, kind, and open nowadays. I feel like this word, quote, aggressive, is almost a trigger word for me. Whenever it's used towards me, I feel instant condemnation because I know that I don't reflect God well when I'm being that way. So what are your opinions on how I can start to combat these accusations towards me? Hmm. First off, like you said, what a cool question. Like, I think that's awesome you decided to ask. Um, thanks for your transparency. We often talk about when it comes to these kind of conversations, you know, you know, you, like I said, it's almost like a trigger for them, right? And they always feel like they have to go on the, on the defensive. Um, I think that when you get to a place where you feel like you're always having to play the, on the defense, Maybe, and this is just me, because you're only in control of yourself, right? So what I, the first thing that comes to my head is, like, how are you, what is, what are you, what are you putting off, I guess? You know, maybe yeah. you do need to reevaluate yourself, right? Um, and like you said, you can't control whether or not people look at you in the new, in the light of the new you or the old you, but you can't control what you're looking, what you're putting off in the moment. And... I think that that just comes with strength from what God can give to you, right? He can give you the strength to overcome, you know, if someone mentions that and, you know, you don't have to act out of that aggression. You can just, you know, he can give you the strength to go, you know what, that's not who I am. And you can move past that. Because um, they asked how to combat it, right? That was the main question. Was how When to... they essentially combat those feelings that come with those accusations. Gotcha. Um, Which, I, yeah. And again, like you can't, you can't combat the feelings really. When you thought like feelings are feelings, you're gonna feel what those things are. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, even with me. Like you can't combat those feelings. Feelings are feelings, and you can't really control those. You can only control what you put out and what you act. You know what you do out of those. And you always talk about being an actor, not a reactor. Mm -hmm. Take a second, breathe. Don't just because someone is upsetting you in that moment doesn't mean you just have to go right in and dive in. Take a second, take a moment to yourself. You know remember who you are um, and show them that you are different. Hmm. You know, I think a lot of the time people, people don't believe our changes because we so often don't give them the opportunity to see those changes. You know, they might hear about it, but they don't often see it because we, like you said, we're reactive instead of, yeah. instead of That's active. A good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would agree with you. You know, you can only, if it's a specific person who doesn't, once you're good, mm -hmm. then yeah, it's probably just a way to try to condemn you. But if there are people around you that you know love you mm -hmm. that are saying that, there's only two options. Option one is they are still processing it out of fear that you're acting that way. So right. when you do something, they're like, oh, she's doing it again. And in which case, he, she, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, they're, that, he, he's doing it again, right? He's being aggressive again. Well, what you have to do is decide... You have to give them the freedom to heal, and you have to understand that there's consequences to our behavior. So, if, so I, good, if I come in and I punch you every single day, if I come That's in the right. door, and then all of a sudden I've decided I'm not going to punch you, I can't be upset that a couple months later, whenever you open the door and welcome me in, that you flinch for a second because you're used to that. Have grace in that. 
and understand that your consistency to not be quote aggressive because you said whoever this person said them said themselves that they used to be over time that flinching will stop that's right the second part is have you opened yourself to the possibility that you still have rough area that you still have rough areas in which you are aggressive maybe you Mm -hmm. have triggers that make you do that yeah and that's what i meant earlier if there's people around you that love you and they're saying it, then instead, one of the things I love to do, and you know I'm a proponent of this, is asking questions. Yep. Well, what am I doing that's coming off aggressive? Because do you really think they're all lying? Right? Maybe my enemy is, but are you lying to me if you tell mm. me that? Probably not. I wouldn't think so. So even if I'm not in my heart being aggressive, maybe there's something I need to, to change. So for instance, me, there's many times I'm not aggressive, but depending on who I'm talking to, I'm very passionate and I can be very expressive. Well, that can be scary to some people. So should I just tell them to accept that or do I need to change and slow down maybe and use less arm movements or whatever to make them feel like I'm not aggressive? That's not people pleasing. That's loving. Mm. There's a difference. That's really good, man. Just some thoughts. Um, But be encouraged. You know, God knows your heart and eventually your consistency and your change is going to show. It really is. Mm. So keep doing it. I love that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next question. How do we know the 66 books of the Bible are the right ones? So we get this question a lot, and I can give you, I'll give you the easiest answer. Ready for some logic? Mm-hmm. I like logic. Do you believe that God, if there was a God, would he be all-powerful? Yes. yes. Would he be all-knowing? Yes. yes. Would he be able to use people, imperfect people, to bring about his will? Yeah. So we have to trust that God was directing um, the early church leaders and those who, who put together the various testaments, right? Mm-hmm. And that his spirit was guiding that into what can be trustworthy, especially when there was nearly unanimous decision on what that was going to be. Right. I could give you the whole history of that. That's probably not what you're interested in. The way that we can trust it is trusting God and knowing that God is omnipotent, all-knowing, all-powerful, and that he used people to protect uh, the truth of his word. And right. one of the greatest proofs, well, we can trust it because God's spirit, but also there's factual things too of, you know, the earliest manuscripts we have of the Bible are nearly identical to what we have today. And that's so not the case. In, I mean, it's astronomical if you go and look at the earliest books we have of other things and right. the differences between then and now. And it's just been protected over time. So, so crazy. There was a lot of criteria that the early church fathers, when they finally came together to determine what was canon. First of all, the Old Testament was already canon, right? And Jesus affirmed that as the truth. Um, but they had a lot of criteria. Was it written by an apostle? Was it, you know, all these other things. Um, so that's the simplified version of it is... God's God, and if you mm-hmm. believe He can set the sun in the sky, then He can certainly protect protect His, his word. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because I've had people ask. I've actually had people ask me that before too. Like, like well, why, why wouldn't He stop this person from like getting shot, for example? But you know, He could use these people to protect this book. I'm like, oh, big difference. You know, I think when when God knows, it, it's hard to explain in a way, but the way I've always kind of talked about it is like. God, this was something that God knew that we needed, and of course he was going to protect it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and guys, as you're listening to that question, if you're the person asked, if that's not the specific question 
We didn't answer it the way you're wanting. If there's yeah. something more specific, like you want to know, hey, what were the criteria? Let us know that uh, in the comments or even using the link, and we'll we'll go further into that. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Allergies, man. They're tough. <laughs> uh, so pretty. So here's a pretty real question. Okay. What are your thoughts? When I was an unbeliever, I felt more loved and cared about by believers than when I became a believer. Am I doing something wrong? Is this a thing within the church? Man, wow. Um, this is what came to my mind immediately, was I feel like, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I think when someone comes into a church, right, or they, they become new to Christianity, I think people are so excited for them that they, that they almost get this attention, like this what feels like, and I quote, like like extra attention in a way, mm -hmm. um, because people are so excited and they want to make sure they're seen and like, hey, we see you, it's so incredible. And then I think they naturally become part of the family. And so that extra attention, the extra attention, again, quote, kind of fades because now they're part of the family, right? And I think it becomes like they're there and we love them, but it's not. And I don't know if that's just because that's just us as imperfect humans, but... That's kind of how I look at it. And so then I think sometimes people can feel less loved because maybe they don't feel as seen as they were when they first came. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, th I think that's a great point. Yes. And I don't know who's, I don't know how that, I don't know if that's the fault of the people at the church. I don't know if that's just natural humanness. I don't know what that is, but that's what I think. Yeah, I think a lot of times. Oh, and, and your own personal investment too after yeah, your first that, year. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on what you just said. And I think that part of that comes from a lot of times people have a leaning. Clearly evangelism, which means reaching the lost, is really important. Yeah. So is loving your brother and sister in the church, right? Yes. Um, you bring them into the family. <clears throat> Both of those are important. And sometimes different groups of believers can be really motivated a little bit more in the one than the other. So if you're really evangelistic, sometimes maybe that march to reach people to give them the cure, right? To right. love them, heal them, get them saved. Yeah, I think you get extra attention. Um, well, it seems that way. Anyway. Right. So yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to know without knowing the specifics. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I think one is, um, what do you mean by loved? You mean you just got more attention? Right. Now you're part of the family, so it's a different kind of attention. Right. When you have a guest over at your house, that guest is getting more attention than. In that moment, attention than your husband, wife, kids sometimes, right? right. I've got a guest over for dinner. You're giving mm -hmm. them. That doesn't mean that they're loved more right. than you love your family. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Now you get to be a part of that. You get to be part of reaching people and inviting them that's over right. to dinner. Yeah, man. But I think the other with that is, you know, are you diving into the community? Are you are you putting forth effort? Um, I do think sometimes, in general, in the church, and this is something I think about a lot is. We get someone saved and we leave them there, right? We don't help them take the next steps. Okay, now I've accepted Jesus. Now what? Mm -hmm. Because there should be a now what? And so maybe that's part of it too. And, you know, have grace towards your brothers and sisters in Christ and, and talk to someone within the church and let them know that you're feeling that way. Right. Because I'm sure they don't want you to feel that way. No, absolutely not. So I don't know if that helps, but... Uh, you are loved. I can guarantee you that. I, I'm sure of it. You know, whether it's this church or somewhere else, you are loved. Yes. And you are seen. And you're just a member of the family now. So part of that's good. But, um, yeah, I would share that with people. 
Mm, and also I, think to yourself, what makes me feel loved? What made me feel more loved then than now? That's really good. I like that. Yeah. I like the question now what too, like what's next? That's yeah. good. All right. We've got some good questions today. <clears throat> next one. In the area of community accountability, and accountability, I find that there, there's a significant difference between people uh, around 35 to 40 and over age-wise and those younger. The older of the two seem to lean more towards the, quote, it's just me and Jesus mentality and, quote, everyone learns at their own pace. The younger seems to be more open to being open, real, and willing to be pushed a little more. Thoughts? Do you see this or is it just me? Hmm. I think I think there's some validity to this. Um, I think that older, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Is it demographic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The older, nice <laughs> yeah, I think that demographic is, uh, I think they have what we call, quote, tr- more traditional values. And I think the more, quote, traditional values is um, more towards that mentality. You know, the, the best way I can, and again, I'm still a relatively newer Christian. So um, from what I've, I've experienced and what I've been told, I think that more traditional value is, you know, you come to church on Sunday for a couple hours and you go about the rest of your life that's it <laughs> and i think um it's very your face very personal yes yeah yes and um it's just all very um i guess the only word i can think of currently is surface you keep a lot of it on the surface with your church people you separate church from your life really it's in a whole different box you have your personal life your family and then church is over here you know and it's not combined together while the younger demographic we take it all and we put it together so we have our life is church, and um, I think that's what the Bible portrays anyway. I think that's how it's really supposed to be. Um, not to say that the older demographic had anything wrong, but I think there was definitely some some things that they, they were missing. Yeah, so for me, um, I actually agree and disagree. I agree, yeah. but I disagree too a little in the sense that what I see is I'm in a unique position here. I actually would put it probably more 40 and over and under is what I've kind of noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with you in the sense that they tend to, Christians from that demographic tend to make their faith more private. Yeah. They're very, very family oriented. My family is my primary ministry quote, right? Right. And, um, however, so they're not, let me finish that. They're also not, community is very optional. Yeah. Outside their family. Makes sense. However, I've also noticed that they are very disciplined. They're very faithful. Yes. They're very um, financially willing to invest in ministry in the church. They are more mature in that way. They're not as rocked by their emotions. They understand that they need to do what they need to do. And the younger yeah. demographic is, don't tell me what to do with my money. I do what I feel. They're not very good at the disciplines, meaning prayer, reading mm-hmm. scripture, all those kinds of things. So, in fact, the only thing I would say they're really good at is passion. This is below the third of passion, excited for the loss sometimes. I'd say both are probably equal in there, but passion and desire for community. They yeah. definitely desire for real. They want right. to be real. Um, because I don't necessarily think these older demographics surfacey. I just think they're more private. Gotcha. What I think should happen is they both should bring that. Do I think the older older demographic, that's not even old, just right. 40 above, is, is very stubborn and they don't like to be 
kind of told what to do, right? But so does the younger, and it just depends. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be pushed. No demographic wants to be pushed in the areas they don't want to be pushed in. Right. So the younger demographic's yelling at the older demographic, saying, you need to be more community and be willing to be pushed. And the mm -hmm. older is going, you need to be disciplined and give to your church. And yeah. I think what needs to happen is both need to put their pride aside, come together. And help each other. And help each other. But yeah. yes, overall, I would say that I would say the older demographic probably is a little more like private. Yeah, that makes my sense. My faith is my faith. Stay out of my business. Right. You know, I get, we joke a lot, you don't love families. You're trying to tear family. No, I'm not. Like, right. You know, or they, one of the, one of the things that's, I'll just leave it at that. Right. I don't want to get too We both, both, yeah, you're right. Both demographics definitely bring the pros and cons. Sure. 100%. But yes, I would say that one of the cons of the older demographics, since that's very specific, is they don't have a, you know, community is on their terms yes. when they want it and it's optional. Um, but boy, one of the things I really admire about that demographic is their faithfulness, their maturity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, it, when it comes to the disciplines and like when they say they're going to do something, they do it. There yes. is something about, you know, millennials. I'm technically a millennial too and below. Mm -hmm. They're flighty, man. You can't always trust they're going to do what they say they're going to do. That, I, so, you're right. But, yeah, I think the unfortunate thing is that um, sometimes that pushback against community is robbing that demographic, the older, from teaching the younger some of those things. 100% agree, dude. Don't have anything else to add to that. So, pretty good stuff. Where are we at? Clint, he's not even, look at that fun time firing that guy. I'm just kidding, he's doing a great job. Just whisper it. He's, okay. Uh, okay. what we got over here. Um, I don't know. You got any others? This I mean, one. You got this saving. one. Okay, you can ask it. I guess. Cool. I'll try to make it fast. All right. Okay. So, do you think churches have a systematic theology trying to modernize the gospel since humans are slash can be creatures of habit? Like everything has to have a system of some sort. So let me define systematic theology. Who asked this person? Systematic theology is the system of beliefs of your theology, what you believe about. So in this case in Christianity, what is Christianity? And what they're saying is, do you think churches are trying to change their view of theology and trying to modernize the gospel? Mm. Um, and, you know, since I guess I'm, I'm assuming by the, the asking the question that they're saying that that happens because we want to fit the gospel to our habits, maybe. Mm. Yes, I think that happens. I think that's um, people we talk about that a lot. That's where the prosperity gospel comes from. The idea that I want to make the gospel more palatable. Mm -hmm. I, want it, I want it to be easier to swallow. Right. So I personally don't have a problem with changing the delivery. I think of like Paul. Paul. I become yep. all things all people. However, Sometimes you can focus so much on the delivery that you do end up changing the gospel or trying or making it more palatable. And that I don't have a problem with. So, for instance, in our church, we do things that maybe are flashier sometimes or we'll do lights to enhance things. We don't care. We want to make the frosting of the cake, the cake mm -hmm. being the, the, the truth, look appealing. But at the end of the day, we only do that so they take a bite and get the gospel. That's We're right. We're not going to change the gospel. That's right. Um, and, I don't, and I don't think... And that's the danger is there are P it's certainly easier to make. Mm -hmm. You can be a much more successful church through the eyes of the world by being willing to have a soft, easy to swallow Christianity. Yeah. That doesn't challenge you, push you or convict you. Mm -hmm. um, and by convict, I mean, tell you truth. That's Holy right. Spirit convicts, but 
so yeah, I think I think churches sometimes do that. I think Christian, but that's happened throughout history. We've tried to, you know, it's not just a modern thing that's happened mm-hmm. throughout the history of our faith. There have been people who have tried to change it. Yep. You know, and have tried to make it easier to swallow. So that's my my quick answer on that. Yep, I agree, man. That's yep. Hey, decent show. We we went back to question format. Yeah. I think it's good to mix it up. Absolutely. We like topics. We haven't gotten as many topics lately. Mm. I do know we have a list to get to sometimes. Yeah. We'll try to do that. Um, Any thoughts to close up? Uh, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, 81 episodes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you guys listen on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know we, we're slowly growing. I saw someone from Alabama listen last week, so that's pretty cool, man. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> other than that, I love you guys. Uh, if, if it wasn't for you guys listening, whether that's podcast or you know Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching from, uh, we, we, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you guys so much, and I love you. Yeah, hey, to, to those watching on the video, Thank you so much. Do us a favor. Um, continue to, if, if this is blessing you and you're watching it this far, you probably got something out of it. Would you share this video? And put a blurb in your sharing about what part you liked. That's people, right. That means something to people. So maybe one of these questions meant something to you and you just put that question. People are much more likely to check it out if you put what personally connected with you. Mm. So do that. Like and comment. All those things are called engagement, guys. That's what it's called in the fancy analytic term. And the more engagement we get, the more people it reaches. That's just how Facebook works. Because have you ever wondered how certain videos get shown on your, your feed more? That's, That's right. how it works. And we are so blessed to have an audience and a, and a bunch of ministry partners that do share that. So first Absolutely. off, thank you. But keep doing it and be personal. Also, if you're listening on the podcast and that's your format or you know like the way you like to listen. Maybe you're that Alabama person. I just hey. told you, roll tie. Either way, <laughs> take an opportunity to share the link on your the link to the podcast yeah. on your social media Absolutely. platforms and maybe put in there something that intrigued you. So it's, you can do that on your Instagram. You can do that on your, your Twitter. You can do that on your Facebook. You That's can put right. a link to that podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple podcast or caster or uh, a breaker, right? Or cast box, cast box I mean, whatever, all these yeah. different things that you use guys. When you do that, that really does impact people. So um, a shout out uh, to a lot of people, all of you out there that I've seen do that lately. Man, it means a lot. I, I noticed, uh, you know, we have a ton of people, but one just pops up. I know Sierra, whoever she is, she knows who she is. She shared it and put it on her story and put Super listening cool. on podcast, and she put the name of the podcast. So yep. thank you if that's what you do. Um, you're already doing that. We see it. We appreciate it. You're reaching people. That's right. Even last week, we thought we had a down video. reached over. Just the video itself reached over 300 views. Yep. That's not counting podcasts. Let's nope. keep doing it. Let's keep spreading positive things on social media because why social media needs it in a time when things are dark. So I said this issue on my personal Facebook kind of corny, but it might apply. Listen, in a really dark room, even a match looks really bright. Let's be a match on social media in the midst of the darkness of it. Let's be a match. So hashtag, let's be a match. Hashtag be a match. There, we just created one. I hope you guys have a great day. Give us comments below what you liked, maybe what you didn't like. Be nice. Uh, if there's other questions you have, I know people have been relating to us. We read all mm-hmm. of those. We're very thankful. Yes. If you guys want to donate, it would mean a lot to us. If you are not a part of this church, but this blesses you, it means a lot to us if you would, uh, man, just support this ministry. We're not driving Lamborghinis. We're not doing that. It goes directly into this. Um, you can do that at www.theremnant, R-E-M-N-A-N-T, dot life slash give. Mm-hmm. That's 
and do that on your podcast too. Mm -hmm. Hope you guys have a great day. We love you so much and truly God bless you.